Please listen carefully. Welcome to the NC State Philanthropy Podcast, telling the world how we think and do through the support of our friends, alumni, and more. I'm your host, Taylor Pardue. On this episode, we're joined by Mary Pelliquin Dodd, NC State's Associate Vice Chancellor for Finance and University Treasurer, to discuss the NC State Endowment and its importance. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mary. Um, just to kick things off, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you came to NC State. Sure, Taylor. Um, well, my name is Mary Pelliquin Dodd. I'm the Associate Vice Chancellor for Finance and University Treasurer. I have been at the university since May of 2012. Okay. Before I came to the university, I worked on Wall Street for 25 years. Okay. Now, what all did you do on Wall Street? How did... I was a securities analyst. I okay. worked at a company called Standard & Poor's. Oh, and sure. I was a practice leader for higher education finance and not-for-profit corporation ratings. Okay. How has that been do, uh, working from Wall Street and now in higher ed? Um, well, initially it was quite a transition. <laughs> After 10 years, I have gotten used to being here and, okay. and it's been an absolute blast the entire 10 years. Good. So tell about a little bit about that shift in 2012. What brought you here uh, initially? Uh, well, we had just come off the fiscal crisis. True. And it was a tough time for people in my industry. But mm. I am also a North Carolina native, okay. and I wanted to come back home and give back mm. to the UNC system, especially. I'm a graduate of Chapel Hill. Okay. <laughs> No shame in that. No shame. <laughs> Thank you. No, but that's great. And this is, you know, as you know, this is a great place to, to give back to the people. So Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about um, what your day-to-day involves, and then we'll, we'll kind of progress into the endowment specifically. Sure. Well, as the Associate Vice Chancellor for Finance, mm-hmm. I oversee five central finance departments here at NC State. We have about 170 people. in that unit and we do all of the cash collection all of the management Mm -hmm. of money on campus all of the accounting for the money on campus the hard work the hard we (laughs) we pay all the bills oh my goodness we um do all of the financial statements and Mm -hmm. all of the reporting we bill all the students and collect all the tuition Uh, we oversee post-award administration for contracts and grants, especially for federal research. Okay. Um, so it's really across the board yeah. involving money here at the institution, Not including be, the endowment. You keep the lights on. I mean, you really keep the place well, running. Right. Help, help so we, we make sure that the energy company gets <laughs> um, paid to make sure we have electricity. <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of bills to pay at a university like oh, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. just from what little I know of it, from the, mm-hmm. the 30,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. Um, 2012, obviously, you know, a lot had changed mm-hmm. on the corporate landscape, the financial higher ed landscape before that. But you've seen a lot of growth and transition here at the university then in the last 10 years, too. Taylor, I really have. Uh, coming in in 2010, uh, we were still looking at an endowment that was just over $600 million. And as of December 2021, we were oh, well. We were over two billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, 
the markets haven't been kind over the last sure. few months. But I think at this point, we're, we are still over $2 billion. And we've had a decade of very strong growth in our endowment, both from the campaign that we just completed, as well as strong investment performance. Okay, that's great to hear. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it on previous episodes, but uh, obviously the endowment is a big part of your job. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about, just for someone who doesn't really know higher ed, you know what that looks like. What is an endowment, and how does NC State's in particular work? Sure, and what's interesting is when people talk about endowment, most people think the endowment is one large endowment. Mm-hmm. And the okay. fact is, because we have donors who give gifts for individual endowments at the university, we have well over 3,000 individual endowments. Okay. So when we talk about our total endowments, that's the aggregate of all of the smaller endowments that oh. support all kinds of things okay. on campus, from scholarships to professorships to program support. Mm-hmm. So there are a variety of purposes, in many cases, a prescribed by the donors and their endowment agreement with the university. Okay. But it's when we talk about our total endowment being $2 billion, mm-hmm. it is the aggregation of all of these individual okay. endowments. I've always heard those those terms, you know, mm-hmm. endowments as far as scholarships, and then the quote-unquote endowment. And yeah, right. I've always assumed similar but different, so right. there really is no one endowment, so to speak. Right, and I think we like to think of the endowment as one organic whole. Okay. This $2 billion endowment, mm-hmm. but in truth, it's comprised of of thousands of individual funds that support different purposes. Okay. So how does that, how, how do you go about managing that? How would all is involved? Um, well, one of the things we do to make it easier is we have standard endowment agreements that we okay. use with our donors, uh, and we also manage most of our money centrally. Okay. So we use the same types of financial systems, the same types of uh, donor agreements, but in managing the money, we manage most of our endowment as one large pool. Okay. Of so money. at least that helps some to mm-hmm. simplify things. But so still. that we're not managing every individual endowment on its own. Yeah. Which would be very, <laughs> very difficult. Uh, Yeah, going back a little bit, you were talking about the growth of that over these last Mm -hmm. 10 or Mm -hmm. 11 years. Mm -hmm. Um, How has that come about? What impact did you see specifically from the campaign, that Um, sort of thing? Well, and specifically, I'll give you the numbers over a 10-year period. So in 2012, we had an endowment of $635.3 million. In 2021, so at June 30, 2021, which is Mm -hmm. the close of our fiscal year, we had $1.95 billion. So the growth over that 10-year period did reflect a lot of additions to our funds. A lot of gifts came in, endowment gifts during the campaign. But we also had a 10-year period of pretty extreme, exceptional performance. Okay. So we closed out that last year, 2021, with a total performance across our endowment of 38.2% in one year. Wow. So we also, when we think about our endowment, we compare our numbers 
with something called the Nakubo Survey. And Nakubo oh. is the National Association of College and University Business Officers. Okay. Each year, most large American universities respond to a survey by Nakubo about their endowment, the size of the endowment, the performance of the endowment, and how it's com comprised. Okay. So I, I can tell you that for the 2021 numbers, that 38.2% return mm. was very, very good. Okay. It was in the top 10% of endowments nationwide. Uh, the NC State Investment Fund, which is how most of those endowments are managed, had a 39.3% return. Mm. And endowments greater than a billion dollars compared with the 39.3% had a return of 37.3%. Wow. That return included both public and private institutions, but public universities who don't invest generally as aggressively as private universities mm. had a slightly lower return than NC State did okay. uh, at 30.3%. What we look at that survey for each year it also is, is to see how do we compare in size mm. with other endowments. And in the 2021 survey, the 2022 survey won't be ready until February of 23. Sure. So this is the latest information we have. But we were ranked 73rd largest out of 734 oh, institutions wow. that responded. Okay. That 1.95 billion placed us 73rd in size. That's amazing. And we've moved up a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. As I said, largely because of this combination of exceptional fundraising and exceptional performance. Okay. So obviously those are exceptional numbers. Put that in perspective for someone who, I know for me personally, like I know of gift agreements and different things like that. Someone who comes in, they want to sponsor, uh, mm -hmm. create an endowment. Mm -hmm. So they put up a certain amount. Maybe they have matching funds, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's that's pretty much it. it. It grows and it has a percentage every year and, you know, that sort of thing. But what does that growth really mean as far as like additional scholarships that we can provide, that sort of thing? Like what does that growth really translate into? Taylor, I think that's a really important question because endowment growth over time is a function of a few different factors. Okay. One is the original money that goes into the endowment or, mm. or any subsequent contributions. Yeah. It's also the earnings on that endowment invested in the strategies that universities use to grow their endowments. Mm. But it's also net of the spending that these endowments provide every year. And that's probably the most important point okay. about endowments is that they spin off spending hmm. so the university can have these funds that provide this additional measure of excellence. Hmm. Um, and I, in anticipation of our talk today, I looked at some of the numbers on endowment spending history. Okay. So I went back and I saw that in um, 2013, our endowment spending in total was just under $14 million. Okay. That, that year in 20, fiscal 2013, the endowment, the, the total endowment provided spending of just about $14 million. Okay. But for 2023, the new fiscal year that starts July 1st, our endowment will provide us with more like $65 million wow. this year. So that growth, that is what has led to so many changes 
at NC State, new scholarships, more students receiving financial aid, Hmm. more professors receiving endowed funds for their professorships, more program support. So that is the transformational piece of an endowment, is the fact that $65 million will be released across the university for endowment spending this year. Okay. And the goal of spending the way we do is to not spend too much mm-hmm. so that we can continue to grow those funds in perpetuity. Tell and that's about that. really the purpose of our endowment, not only to provide stable support from year to year, but to keep those the, the value of a dollar oh. constant over time. Okay. Tell a little bit about how that spending process takes place. I know a lot of people think Chancellor Woodson, the joke is always that Chancellor Woodson Woodson has a safe somewhere in Holiday Hall that he can just go pull cash from whatever he wants. But how do we spend that from year to year, that percentage? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Mm -hmm. just to talk a little bit about that. Sure. And that's a good question too, Taylor, because what we do is we try to have a standard Mm -hmm. spend so that we can provide predictability across the university. Mm -hmm. So that units, when they award a scholarship to a student, might be for four years to, to know that they have those funds there yeah. in place for that student for the four-year period. So what we try to do is replicate that same type of model across as much of the university as we can in terms of how much do we spend mm-hmm. and when really we release the money. So on July 1st, we've taken a look this past fiscal year mm-hmm. at what the market value of our endowment was over a very long period of time okay. and then we'll take a certain percentage of that a very low percentage right to maintain that concept of perpetuity okay so based on the growth of the endowment that's why that 65 million has grown but is also still a very small portion yeah. of the market value of our endowment we do that intentionally so that we have reserves for years where performance might not be so good. I've heard it referred to the endowment as a rainy day fund. It really is there to get us through the high highs and the low lows and just keep us on a steady track of excellence. Right. So the chancellor d- does um, influence the endowment in so many ways through okay. fundraising, through policies that are established centrally. Um, but remember, with each endowment being an individual agreement sure. with a donor, oh, yeah. that drives how the or on what purpose the money is spent. That's a good point. Yeah. But the amount we spend is is approved and determined by looking at things like what do we expect investment performance to be in the future, mm-hmm. and then what are our foundations comfortable spending. Yeah. So it's a combination both of what we think the future will bring, but also what are we comfortable spending to keep that concept of perpetuity going. It's a good point, too. I didn't Mm -hmm. think about, I was thinking of scholarships in the short run, you know, one year they're awarded and all that. But you have to keep the money in there for all four years, depending on what the market does and and what our investments do. Sure. Right. Because we are prudent over time. Mm What happens is that these individual, these 3,000 individual endowments or whatever the number is today, they grow reserves so that if we encounter a period, and this is your rainy day concept, Mm -hmm. if we encounter a period where performance in uh, investment markets is a lot 
more volatile as we're seeing right now. Each of these endowments grows reserves over time so we can continue to spend from those endowments. On this episode's Philanthropy 101 segment, we're discussing matching gifts. Every gift to NC State makes an important impact on our university, but some gifts qualify for additional matching funds from a donor's employer. More than 23,000 companies currently offer some level of matching funds for NC State donors to take advantage of, including Apple, Duke Energy, PNC Bank, and Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. Donors can check to see if their employer offers matching funds via a search bar at giving.ncsu.edu. If a donor's company is eligible, the donor simply has to request a matching gift form from their employer and send it to NC State signed and completed with their gift. We take care of the rest. Taking advantage of matching funds could mean the impact of your gift is doubled or even tripled, and some companies also match gifts made by retirees and or their spouses. For more information, please visit go.ncsu.edu slash matchmygift. Now, back to the show. It's kind of what we've already talked about, but maybe just to build on this a little bit, you know, especially current economic conditions and things Mm -hmm. like that. We're coming off an incredible campaign. Uh, Donors have really stepped up and supported us like Mm -hmm. never before. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I think a lot of times people hear that number. We, we raised $2.1 billion and they think mm-hmm. we're set or they hear the endowment fund, we're set. Just tell, talk a little bit more about how that quote-unquote rainy day fund, how that is an ongoing need at NC State. That's not something that, you know, we've made it now and we're set and we will never have troubles again. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think that's a really good point because we still exist and operate in a competitive market. Mm-hmm. So in looking at our endowment relative to some of our peers, relative to our established institutional peers, Mm -hmm. in some cases, we're still well below where our peers are on a per FTE, per full-time equivalent student basis. Okay. So we exceed some of our peers, institutions like uh, Florida, Iowa State, Virginia Tech, our endowment exceeds theirs on a per-student basis. Mm -hmm. But we're still lower than schools like Texas A&M, Ohio State, Georgia Tech, Mm -hmm. Michigan State, Madison, Wisconsin, and Purdue. Mm -hmm. And these these boats are all moving with the tide. That's true, too. So even though we have gained so much, we can't really stop because we exist and operate in a competitive world mm-hmm. where our institutional peers, our competitors, yeah. are still raising money. That's so important. Just I know coming on board uh, here at NC State during mm-hmm. the campaign and then now after, just so many aspects of the state of North Carolina is so good to us as a public university. Mm-hmm. And our supporters have helped, like again, so much through the campaign. But I guess I just didn't realize until I was in higher ed and, and saw behind the scenes how much, like you said, these ships are always moving mm-hmm. and how it is a continuing need. And um, sometimes we do lose students to other universities because we don't have the funding necessarily to provide that financial assistance. So it's just so critical. I'll say it again at the end, but just okay. thank you so much for um, everything that you've done uh, to help manage these funds and to help us stay competitive with our peers. 
Um, it really does make a difference with students' lives and just professors, everything across the university that the endowment touches. Thank you, Taylor. Um, it really is important. And even though our endowment spending is just a small percentage mm-hmm. of our total operating budget for the year, maybe 3%, wow. it's grown from 2% to 3%. Mm-hmm. That 1% is the margin of excellence for institutions like ours. But the other thing is that endowment goes hand in hand with fundraising for gifts. So we, as you know, we do raise an incredible amount of gifts each year. And that is something that has completely changed in the the last 10 years as well. So I think it's important to suggest that it's not just the endowment. But it is also the entire ecosystem of philanthropy. We talked um, with Adam Compton a few mm-hmm. episodes ago about annual giving and sort of a, a similar story, you know, um, that ongoing need of constant support uh, from our uh, from our Wolfpack and everyone. But it's incremental, isn't it? Because each year that you add more donors mm-hmm. makes your next year that much more successful. It's true, yeah. And I think that's true not only of raising endowment gifts, but annual gifts mm-hmm. and other gifts to the institution on an annual basis. Yeah, it, yeah it's great to see. Mm-hmm. We're about a little over six months at the recording of this podcast little bit of six months out of the campaign and to see um, from from my angle and from yours as well, mm-hmm. see on the money side of things, the advancement side of things, how that donors are still rising to the occasion and helping us, even though the campaign officially is done, but the, the need is still there and our support is still there. Uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, and I think this goes back to this concept early on in the campaign, building a culture of philanthropy. Yeah which has led not just to the growth in things like our endowment, but growth in philanthropy across the institution in many forms. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Chancellor Woodson specifically and mm-hmm. policies and that sort of thing. Talk a little bit about how the endowment is actually spent, how, how that process goes. There's an administration team that you mm-hmm. know, that I'm assuming meets and discusses uh, how they want to look at the endowment for the coming fiscal year each year? Sure. It's it's really a partnership. We have two departments, Advancement Services mm-hmm. on the advancement side and Foundations Accounting Foundation and Investments account. that work hand-in-hand in hand. Okay. Um, um, the administration of gifts, advancement really on the front end of shepherding the donors. And then once the gift is in, that we keep it in our financial systems and we track it and we track the spending. Okay to ensure that we're spending those gifts the appropriate way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we track how much we spend, and we track our investment results, mm-hmm. and we track the reserves we develop for each of those endowments over time. But the administration is generally this, that um, we look in December, well, other than gifts that come in throughout the year okay. for all kinds of purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we raise an incredible number of amount of gifts every year mm-hmm. um, that are not endowment gifts. No, just, just specific one-time restricted gifts. Restricted like and unrestricted and one-time gifts. 
Um, but for the endowments, we look at the market values in December and we let units know across campus okay. how much they will have to spend for the next fiscal year. So then in the spring, we inform them about their spending budget starting July 1st. Okay. On June 30, we have <laughs> cash. We put it into those income accounts across campus and then they can spend Okay. So I would say that captures the administrative aspects of it. Okay. And then, of course, we track for endowments, the original gift, um, and then what the appreciation has been on each of those original gifts okay. so that we know what reserves we can spend. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, again, at the time of this recording of this episode, you're in your probably busiest time of the year leading up to the end of the fiscal year and that that is definitely true for <laughs> someone on the finance side mm -hmm. closing the books for a university on june 30 is not an easy exercise okay. we are a very large enterprise and we have a lot of moving parts and people like to spend as much as they can up to the end of the fiscal uh -huh. year i think uh again like coming into higher ed and not knowing I was a student here at NC State, so you know you see it only from the student's perspective. But now to be here and to look behind the scenes, summer there is no summer break up <laughs> until after July one, I'm assuming. But um, yeah, a, a university is a year-round thing. It, 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 it takes, really it takes a lot of support, it takes really a lot of is. effort. So just as academic units can start winding down, perhaps for mm -hmm. the summer, perhaps they're doing research. Yeah. The finance folks are <laughs> very busy trying to get. Our books done for the year. Okay. <laughs> so speaking a little bit about the books, uh, just sort of a, as a closing thought, again, a lot of people don't understand how endowments work and everything like that. But as a public university, we, of course, have a responsibility to um, you know, let the people of North Carolina know how we are investing and how we are mm -hmm. uh, stewarding their money, their investment in our university. Talk a little bit about how um, I understand you do sort of annual fiscal reports that are uh, – uh, videoed and everything and put online for people. Mm -hmm. Talk a little do. bit about that, that sort of... We do. Um, um, and I think that's a really important point about transparency. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our endowment is held in foundations that are legally separate entities from oh. NC State. Okay. So we have a large number of fundraising foundations. But in the spirit of transparency and because we are a public university, to your point, mm -hmm. we do try to provide as much information about our endowments mm -hmm. and the money to as many people as we can. Yeah. So we have on our website a series of four videos. Okay. Um, every year we do uh, something called the State of the Endowment. And in August of 2022, mm -hmm. we will prepare the State of the Endowment. We will deliver it live and then put the webcast on our website. Okay. But what we'll cover in August is how our endowment performed this year okay. and where we ended the year with our endowment, as well as what kind of endowment spending we were able to provide. Mm -hmm. You already mentioned the rocky markets. Oh. Um, we expect that we will have a rocky year, but one of the really cool things about our endowment and how it's managed oh. is it's a pretty defensive endowment. Okay, good. So we have a very diversified portfolio mm. with a lot of liquidity and we're managed in a way that we're a little bit more insulated from what you see in broader market performance, such okay. as for the S&P 500 mm. or the Dow Jones. 
So what I expect is that while things have been bad as the Fed started raising rates and inflation has just really taken hold in all corners of our economy, I think our endowment will still outperform what you can expect to see for the rest of the market. Oh, wow. Okay. So combined with that prudent spending over time and a more defensive portfolio, I think we'll be fine at the end of the year. And people will hear about that in August. I think that's so interesting about your background. Having worked on Wall Street, it gives you that unique perspective of coming into higher ed. You've seen both sides and really are able to, to manage that endowment. Well, and and I think what I've seen is a fair number of recessions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you couldn't really do this job if you didn't believe that markets recover. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, sure. It, I couldn't say let's do these investments mm-hmm. if I didn't believe these investments over time would still be something that would be important to do. Yeah. It's very different from being a sort of an individual investor where your time frame is so different. Mm -hmm. Being an institutional investor means we have the luxury of time. We know markets recover. We don't know how long it will take markets to recover, but we, NC State, have the luxury of that time because we are here for the long term. I think it's a great perspective Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, thank you. So... Talk a little bit about all the team that helps you do this. I'm sure that um, with all of these endowments, with the many numbers that are floating around, you know, like you said, all the different bills that have to be paid, I'm sure it takes a team to succeed like that. Oh, it does. It's not just an advancement team and a foundations accounting and investment team, but it's literally a team across the university okay. in so many areas, the deans of the colleges, the advancement professionals. Mm-hmm. And the support staff who make all of this work. So it is definitely a large team of people responsible for this. I always try to end conversations with asking someone what their favorite thing about NC State is. But with your unique position, maybe a better question is, um, what is your favorite success story that you've seen through these different endowments come in over the years? Um, I think... The last 10 years at NC State have really been pivotal in terms of our institutional momentum. Mm -hmm. And led by the chancellor and our administration, I think we've made so many accomplishments that some institutions might never see in the course of a decade. So the growth that we've had over the last 10 years has just been remarkable. And you might not see another institution make that kind of progress, the progress we've seen here. So we've modernized a lot of things. We've transformed the institution. We're wealthier than we were. Mm -hmm. We'd still like to be even wealthier than we are now. But I think there has been so much institutional progress across every corner Mm -hmm. of the institution that I think it's hard to point to one thing over another. Certainly financially, we're a different institution than we were. And that's great, too. You know, numbers speak very loudly, (laughs) louder than words sometimes. So, you know, it's one thing to see the university saying, we're doing great. You're seeing growth on Centennial Campus. You're seeing growth all around the university. Mm -hmm. But when the numbers really back that up and show people like, I I always say, it's not just a a great place to give, it's an investment. And, Mm -hmm. And I think the numbers bear that out. 
Yeah, and I think for the people of North Carolina, too, given that we just still do receive so many tax dollars for North Carolina, you look and you see the return on investment for the people of North Carolina, yes. whether they're students here, whether they're involved in a startup, yeah. or a small community somewhere where we have extension mm -hmm. services. It just really touches the entire state, and I think that the money that's gone into the enterprise has been a, a good return on investment for the taxpayers. Perfect. Mary, thank you so much for your time. And really, again, for all that you do for the university, because I'm sure that is um, an in interesting but an intricate job. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that we have someone who is so talented and so um, knowledgeable on the subject at the helm of that. Thank you, Taylor. For more information on NC State's endowment, please visit go.ncsu.edu slash endowment. If you'd like to hear even more stories of Wolfpack success, please subscribe to the NC State Philanthropy Podcast today in the Apple or Google Podcast stores, on Spotify, or through Stitcher. Be sure to leave a comment and rating as well to let us know how we're doing. Thanks for listening, and as always, Go Pack!